Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to episode 520 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Glenn. Uh, what? <laughs> yes. The, uh, and Jay died again. 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 He died again. When was like, did, did, oh, he, he died for the member side on Friday night, right? Yeah. Oh, he was dead. He, he wasn't. He, yeah. Was he dead in an episode before that? No, it wasn't. He was just, no, he was, he was dead for the post origin one on Wednesday. Yeah. And he was dead for the. The Friday, Friday night one we yeah. did, yeah, on the Patreon, yeah. So, to listeners of the regular the regular show, he's perfectly fine. Last you heard, I think it was Tuesday night, and uh, he was all good back then. But apparently, sometime between Wednesday sometime and Wednesday full time of origin, he he suffered from a a crippling. Case of uh, New, well, you South, know how, New you know, South Wales lost and Cleary's injured. Well, you know how they, you, you know how you, yeah, people used to just get sprained ankles and like high ankle sprains and shit like that. Now it's all syndesmosis and everything, right? Yeah. So it's the same thing. I mean, they used to call it, they used to call it like a, a virus or a, you know, like a, a cold or the flu or whatever. When and now it's got like the scientific name of can't front up to how shit these fucking Penrith players were in state of origin fraudulently <laughs> playing and letting Queensland win the game because they suck dicks. Wow. So, yeah. Views currently being expressed by Nathan and not shared by anyone else on this podcast. You don't think the Penrith players suck? We've been through this on the Origin podcast. Of course they fucking sucked. Yeah, I just don't know why you have to, you know, like, we're just better than that. There is one host, one of the three hosts, yes. that likes to shit on people when they're yeah. not around. Oh, so we, we're doing it. We're doing it's a Dairy you, Queen, and it's not me, right? I'm okay, just cool. <clears throat> okay, so we're doing Dairy Queen then. That mm. we, that's what you're saying. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Um, we're just better than that. Th- this, yeah, and, and now clear he's injured, so we may never, never hear like, from him again. <laughs> he's never likely gonna. He's never likely to front up to the deficiencies <laughs> of the chin <laughs> this year again in Origin. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> he's certainly not going to play again. And uh, so, yeah. Whatever happens, this goes down as his, you know, his Queensland winner. That's his fourth fourth out of five series losses to Daly. How good. Yeah. But for tonight, it's the OGs. It is. OG again. See, the patrons have been getting a lot of the OG business. Yes. We've been OG and the fuck out of it on Patreon. Haven't we? But, um... <clears throat> But now it's OG on the main line. Um, so I will yeah, say that on. you know some people have got chest infections and can't come. I've like I'm borderline crippled over here. I've got a fucking busted rib. I'm still here. Got a damaged, rib? damaged calf. Fucking well, you, isn't your shoulder that's fucked? No, no, it was my rib. 
It was on my bad, like, bad oh. side, but yeah. Oh, okay. No. So, I thought you played touch football, though. How on earth could you get a busted rib? Because my kid is a football? piece of shit. Elaborate. Well, we had a little bit of an opposed game, um, A grade versus everybody else. And I fall into the everybody else category, barely. Um, and um, there's not many places for me on a touch field, uh, but wing would be the only one, as we've discussed previously. Um, shout out to that the, complaint. The of Toowoomba, great <laughs> touch. Uh, shout out to, I'll make the complaint about the touch football, Toowoomba touch football content on the podcast. This is for you. Um, anyway, regulation, um, just drive... Drive and dump, and as I've uh, run the ball up, Jackson's marking me, and fucking just, just a little short, sharp drop the shoulder, as I've uh, sort of half braced myself, and a little bit of a pop. Don't know, it's, it's not broken, not a broken rib or anything, but fuck, it's sore. Anyway, too old for this shit. And so, like I'd ask you this off 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 the air, but you know, just for the, for the benefit of people who aren't. Uh, who don't know anything about touch? I would imagine dropping the shoulder into someone. <laughs> yeah, look, it's it's not in the spirit of the game. <laughs> yeah, is it, it? Obviously, it's not in the spirit of the game. But is it like? Is it actually like actionable? Yeah, yeah, that's that would be a penalty, technically. Okay, so so did you get a penalty for this one? No, no, everyone just laughed. Yeah, Bush league, fucking, fucking park touch yeah. football. It's fucking ruthless out there. In the, in the, in the kill or be killed. <laughs> People are like friendly fire, eh? I'm like, there's nothing friendly about that kid. He's the least friendly to me towards me of anyone here. It's nothing friendly about it. You should have fucking body slammed him. Just, oh, just I should have fucking put him up for adoption when I had the chance. Is what I should have done. Uh, only a couple of years now before we can put him on the streets. Yeah, kick him out. What we call the, the late trimester fucking adoption. <laughs> <laughs> Get out, motherfucker. That's it. Oh, all right. So that was that was this week in Toowoomba Touch. Oh, did score a try on Saturday as well. Just saying. Okay, talk me through. When's the last time I spoke to you? Friday. Okay, yeah. so it was okay. You, yeah, so I, I had my C grade. Me. Had my C grade game and um, got a got a lovely out ball. Um, the opposing winger come across with his hand outstretched and uh, I've turned my body as I've run down the wing and he's had a bit of a swipe at me and he's missed and I've fucking hightailed it and uh, managed to get to the corner and put the ball down and old mate was like, no, no touch, no touch. So he was he, good honesty. Um, proceeded to uh, run back to the box and, and uh, had my best mate slash business partner go, mate, I, you know, great try. Great try. I just feel like the turning of the body was unnecessary. I was like, why is that? He's well, like, you want to secure the fact that you're not touched. Yeah, true. But he's like, when you're the same thickness, either way, <laughs> turning your body is, <laughs> get this, he's like, it's like rotating, it's like rolling a barrel. It's the same width. <laughs> oh, I tell you, I don't know why you do it to yourself because all these cousins, there's no, no one, no one's in your corner up there. It's uh, nah. you just get you're, you're absolutely <laughs> just, fucking roasted. Whether you whether yeah. you do something good or bad, you're getting yeah, roasted exactly. all the same. I did have uh, I did have a bit of a moment. We had a, a social night for the Touch Club um, on Saturday night, and 
few drinks were had and a headache was had the fucking next day, I can tell you. I was drinking those Brookvale Union, that uh, vodka, lemon lime bitters. Well, no, oh, yeah, they, okay, they do yeah, a yeah. vodka, lemon lime bitters. Yep. Right. So I was drinking those. I haven't had those before. They're only one standard drink, but I don't know if it was the sugar or the fact that I'd exercised and then jammed a bunch of alcohol into me. Anyway, fuck. No, the sugar's crack. usually the killer on those mixes. Cracker of a headache the next day. But anyway, a few drinks, everyone's having a good time, and uh, a few of the A-grade boys bust out a game of beer pong. And there's a couple of boys that will get on quite well. Actually, get on quite well with several of them, but there's two that... Um, one in particular talks a fair bit of shit towards me, and we, we, this is a bit of banter, and um, his mate um, as well, they, they were talking a bit of shit, but they, they're the, possibly the worst beer pong players you've ever seen. You're like, fucking hopeless. The whole crowd, everyone's standing around watching, and we're just like, fucking, how bad are these guys? Like, get it in. <laughs> anyway, so they, um, they've they got, I think it was three cups up the far end that these uh, the two guys that, getting engaged in a bit of banter and they fuck me they couldn't hit a side of a barn with a a fucking with a shotgun really but i was i was probably three or four vodkas deep i was giving them a little bit of lip and said i'm glad this isn't get laid pong because you guys be fucking virgins is that (laughs) um anyway so they're talking a bit of shit and um they're like well fucking why don't you have a fucking go? So anyway, the big diesel steps up. It's like, <laughs> all right, eh? And because uh, this the the shit talk had probably gone on for a good ten minutes, like I was feeding it to these blokes. Yeah. And then finally, I'm like, well, fuck you. Why don't you have a go? Okay, cool. So uh, I stepped up, first throw, straight in the guts, and the fucking <laughs> whole room erupted. There was high fiving. I fucking flip the bird to these poor fucking unsuspecting fucking 20-year-olds. I uh, was high-fiving everyone. The C-grade chant started fucking in the room. So fuck these A-grade fucking big mouths. We showed them who was boss. It was a great moment. Lovely. Yes. Lovely. Good times. Hey, I was fucking funny. I forgot to tell you. I um, had to get up at the crack of dawn on Sunday to go into the the, the Queensland con yes for this thing that Killer was doing had to get up at 5 to, five to take him in at for 6.30 for like a, one last rehearsal before their performance at 8.30 and um, they had the, the way these these the concerts were staged and there was like uh, two ensembles in each concert and each concert went for an hour and so the, uh, this, the other one of the other ensembles was first in his one hour bracket and so we're at the concert and the kids start the, from this first ensemble start filing out onto the stage to you know take their positions, and <laughs> there wasn't much room, for like you know like orchestra seats, you know how they go into sort of horseshoes mm. expanding out, and you got like you know the, whatever the instrument like you know flutes usually in the in the, the first row closest to the conductor, then you got like, you know like sort of clarinets out to one side and whatever. So this little this, this little kids were like I don't he looked pretty little, um, but he's he's walked out, and there was like a a crush of people to the right of where the conductors, um, where their, where their little podium was. And so the kids are waiting to fall down into their things. And he's just figured, I'm just going to go around the back and get to like the second row or the third row where he was supposed to be sitting uh, yeah, in his position. And also I'm fucking bam, look, cunts just falling off the front of the stage. Oh, wow. <laughs> 
he didn't seem to be hurt. Like the people in the front row sort of yeah helped him climb back up, and he sort of went and took his spot. And he seemed he seemed to be un unhindered. Oh, that's he'll never recover <laughs> but, oh, from that. Oh, but my god, yeah, it was yeah. He'll remember pretty, that to yeah. his fucking grave. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that's not the shit you forget. No, no, it's um yeah, it was, it was pretty um yeah. Once once it was clear that he wasn't injured, um. Yeah, it's pretty embarrassing. Very. <laughs> I felt embarrassed for him. Look, saving grace wasn't your kid, so you did. Yeah, no, my my, my kid, uh, he he had he had no no such issues, and uh, you know, being percussion as well, he was at the very back. But there's one bit I could tell in between uh, the first song he was doing, he was he was on something like the snare drum or something like that, and then you know with percu- with the you know orchestral percussion, there's you know like yeah a dozen things they could be doing, um, and they sort of rotate them you know in different things in different songs, and um and then between the first and the second song, I seen him walk all the way over to one side, and he's looking down around the ground, and he walks all the way over to the other side at the back, and he's looking for something. And um, he was, I can't remember what he was looking for, but he was just like, he fucking gave it to this fucking chick up the back because she, whatever he was doing, you were doing in the second song is what she was doing in the first one. And she'd fucking put, you know, bits of it here and bits of it there. Oh, right. <laughs> and, and he's just like straight up pro and he's just like, <laughs> everything is like in its place. And yeah. just, uh, so I could see him fucking roast. I actually asked him afterwards, I said, what's, what happened between the first two songs? He goes, oh, well, let me... Uh-huh. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it was... It was Consummate very, professional. Yeah, it was, it was It was. very, yeah. Like, that, like, like I, I'd make a reference to a movie right now that you haven't seen. It'd better be lost on you, but yeah. I was just going to say, he's like, he's like, uh, like the, the, the conductor slash teacher in Whiplash. So people who, yeah, people in the percussion space will know what I'm talking about there. Yeah, good times. Um, in the movie space. And you can watch it on the weekend, Glennie, while you're relaxing with your fucking fractured ribs. No, no, probably going to have to front up. Yeah, so with this, yeah, so this is the thing. You've got, you've got a fork in the road now. There's the, the two options. Obviously, you know, you don't feel great. You can breathe, so you're not, so it's, you haven't got a break or anything like that. Mm. But you've got two options there. I mean, you, you don't necessarily need your ribs to play touch football either but except when you know cunts are treating it like mugby then true yeah you can do further injury but you've got a fork in the road here so you can withdraw from the game on the weekend leave your team short because and it's all your fault Jax correct because you were being a cunt he's not and now look what's happened he's not and now look of it. and now look what you've done and how it's affected the team he'll be like fuck C grade Fork, yeah, fork B is you pull out of the game because of what happened, and it's because of what he did to you, exactly. which means you will never, you will never fucking recover. No, nah. ever. I have to play. ever from that. I have yeah, to play. so you got yeah. So you got to play. Pride's on the line. <laughs> Dare I say your hand in the in, your hand in the relationship, like the, your your place at the fucking head of the table, eating the big bit of chicken at dinner time, is under threat. Come on. Let's not be silly. He's good. He's a good athlete. <laughs> but he's, he's only hasn't got the hands. <laughs> he uh, he said to me not all that long ago, what are you going to do when I'm bigger and stronger? I was like, listen, I'll tell you what I'll do when you're bigger and stronger. I'll go out outside and I'll, um, I'll uh, untie the knot that uh, is harnessing and, and restraining my um my flying pig <laughs> 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 and 
and I'll jump on that and I'll fly away into serenity, mate. Because it's never going to fucking happen. <laughs> well, he's already bigger than you. I said, and I said, don't equate Potentially taller. stronger. Don't equate taller to bigger. <laughs> Have you two ever fought it out on the fucking bench? Huh? You ever fought it out he on the bench? He would not even, not even contemplate it. Even with your dicky shoulder, he could probably fucking end you on the bench. Fucking please. <laughs> please. Just saying, if it came Never out, it would be battle. Never going to there, there would be a point where your shoulder popped out. It's not a running. It's not going to be a running race. <laughs> it's not going to be an endurance sport. It's going to be power. And right. Little fella can't match it with the big diesel. Yeah. You're on the bag every morning when he goes to school. <laughs> you're on the, keep that edge <laughs> on the heavy bag. Uh, training UFC up there in Toowoomba. <laughs> That's up it. At, uh, up with fucking uh, up, up with Vince. Fuck, I can't remember what his school's called. There's good. There's good MMA MMA place up there. Is it? Um, yeah, they got a guy, the dude in dude in one FC. Okay, um, I think he's up there. Uh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Reese McLean, I think Reese McLean, Vince Perry, with Vince Perry. I can't remember what his gym's called, but yeah, Vince Perry's the guy. Sweet, like they're legit. So you could go there, train UFC, and uh, get some tools, get some weapons, get some more rib injuries. How <laughs> <laughs> about rib injury in touch football? How the fuck am I going to go with doing MMA? Yeah, I mean, what happens when they put you in contact sport? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Paraplegic. <laughs> oh fuck, please! My bones would be dust. Do you feel like we need to get to some rugby league chat on this? No, rugby no league not podcast? really. Just treat it like okay. a member side. Let's talk about whatever <laughs> we want. Fucking talk about whatever. How good? <laughs> when the stepdad's away, we do we, we do what the fuck we want. Yeah. Um, we probably should look, look at the game because he's the um, guy that keeps it all together. Yeah, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Yeah, but it gives me an excuse to not. <laughs> yeah, fair call. Uh, Friday night, we kicked off with West Tigers versus uh, Canberra Raiders. Raiders 20 defeat the Tigers 19 out there at Campbelltown, um, which we did a, a, a members episode for on Patreon. Um, so you could live through that fucking frantic final 18-minute period or however long it, where it all happened for the Tigers and uh, a little bit happened for the Raiders at the end there. The Raiders 20 tries a double. To Fogarty, uh, a try to Jordan Rapiner, three conversions to Fogarty and a penalty goal. Uh, Tigers, their 19, tries to Buer, Wakeham and Bateman. One, uh, sorry, three conversions to Wakeham and a field goal to Brooksy. It's got him down officially as one from two, but I mean, that second one, come on now. We really going to even call that? Well, I mean, you have to. He was. Uh, it was. It, it wasn't. I mean, but it wasn't even in the ballpark of what a field goal attempt is. <laughs> <laughs> really, unless you're looking, unless they're trying to, yeah, knock them over in under sevens. Fair. I mean, that's about what it was. Um, Glennie, let's relive it. Look, I think <laughs> after this game and you know some more touch football content, but um, got to the game on on Saturday and said, uh, boys, I think it's important if we just adopt the West Tigers approach. If we play for 10 minutes and do fuck all else for the rest of the game, we'll be good. Um, as it turned out, the other team played for about the last 10 minutes of the game and fucking and run away with it after we hung with them for, for the, the duration. But um, for the Tigers, I think if they played for 12 minutes, we, we'd probably win. Um, they... 
had field position, possession, all the stats were there. That, you know, more line breaks. Canberra had more missed tackles. Um, there was a man advantage there. Sorry? There was a man advantage there, though. True. Going through the crucial period. Yeah. So they um, they took advantage of it and put... Most definitely. Put points on and, and took the lead. And then um, I think to the letter of the law, you can't really hate on the the penalty. There was definitely contact. It was very. It was. It, it was what you would call a ticky tack penalty. While not the, while not to the letter of the law, you know, while it was probably awardable, mm. I'm pretty. I'm, I'm I'm fairly certain. It was like. Should a team it lose a game like that? There was not. There was no attack. It, it wasn't like it wasn't late. The guy was committed, and even when committed in midair and landing, it wasn't like it was a massive hit to like one leg to the planted leg while the other one was in the leg or anything. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like you know, both legs were on the ground, and it kind of just landed like brushed his ankle, like on his feet. Like it was really like you know, yeah. And but no, we that, we that, also even after that we did have yeah, a reasonable that a, opportunity. That was the losing the of the game. Yeah, I mean the West Tigers finished up there. They got a penalty. They got to start a set about halfway. They did the they did everything right for the first couple of sets and just trucked it forward and they had some really good carries. Well, I can't remember now who the fuck it was, but they had some decent carries. Then they get to about the fourth tackle or whatever and they start spinning it and they make some inroads down the left hand side. They get to about ten meters out. The clock's like nine seconds at this, and still, still ticking down. And, and so we fucking scrape, like, take the tackle, or fucking send it in into the middle, take the tackle, and then you know give give them an easy shot, like chipping it over from ten meters out, twenty meters out when you give them some space, mm. easy. But no, they just kept fucking throwing it around and doing dumb shit until at the very end when there's no time left. Then it comes back to Brooksy, who's in no position or you know situation where mm. he can possibly have a decent kick in traffic, kicks it. It's it's abysmal, not even close to going over. It's, it, it didn't really even threaten to get off the ground, and yeah, not Brooksy's fault there, other than I guess not having a voice that demanded to be heard. Yeah, to take the fucking tackle or do yeah. the you know like set up for a field goal rather than someone has to, to take control in this situation. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it should have been very. It should and have been very not, clearly. If it's not Brooks, then it most certainly should have been Happy as as captain. And yeah, and if they're not listening to them, then what the fuck are they doing? Because I mean, surely when they take that kick for line when they receive the penalty to get it up to about halfway, surely the strategy is like, okay, boys, three tackles, we're fucking going up. Up the guts. <clears throat> yeah. And then we're setting up for like, you know, and if it's there on the fourth, we'll do it. If it's on the fifth, we'll do it. This is how much time we got left. We had like less than a minute left, about 50 seconds or something left on the clock. This is the time we've got three tackles. And then if it's set, we're going for it. Otherwise, keep rolling. We'll do it on the fifth. Yeah. That's the only fucking strategy. Yeah, like, it does seem, does seem like a no-brainer, but they panicked and... You know, they had even after the like as you call it a ticky tack penalty, we we still had a chance to to send it into Golden Point and, and weren't good yeah. enough. And in the end, the Raiders, um, you know, they had two tries off off ricochet kicks from. Fogarty. Hey, and let's talk about that second try too, the, the second one for Fogarty as well. Yeah, where was it, Emre Gula who yeah. went for the double hand fucking pushing double back. hand pushing the back on Brooksy, who was the guy that was headed for the hole where the ball was mm. headed to, you know, before. Um, before Fogarty could have got to it in try scoring position. It's it's precisely the stuff that 
they shouldn't miss. You know, like yeah, that's, that's what the bunkers for. Yeah, exactly. But but when you see a, when you see a guy, yeah, when you see a player in position, you know, face playing. I mean, I didn't see Brooks going crazy about it either. Yeah, but if it's a, I don't know, like if remonstrating, like. If it's an obstruction play, they look at it a hundred times and where was he in position to the outside shoulder and all the rest of it. It's it's their plain as day. Yeah, it is. Maybe maybe this is all about Brooksy and his voice. Just yeah, speak up, mate. Yeah. Like yeah, you know, t- you know, be be more of like a, a Reed Marnie in a situation like this. You f- you feel like you're wronged. You got a double handed, full on push in the back from a forward that's taking you out of the play entirely. Get up in the ref's face to slow everything down in terms of the decision making and mm. everything like to give the you know because the the guy upstairs is going to hear this, and of course he's going to look at it when he's. Yeah, and that would have instantly been disallowed penalty tie against yep. 10 metres out. No 100%. doubt about it. No yeah. doubt about it. Are we going to run through socials? <clears throat> oh, look, we can if you want to because um, because old dead dad, he did send through. <laughs> he did send through the, through, he did send through the socials. <laughs> yes. <All laughs> Let me right. see if I can scroll through these. What have we got? Trotters. Glennie deserved that. Yeah, that's fair. I did. Yeah. You did. You did because of the dragons and slander. Yeah, earlier. yeah, and yeah, and the raid, constant raider slander as well through yeah. the season as well. Look, you put yourself yeah. out there. You got to cop it. Yeah, it's not like I'm Terry... going to do a revenge bot or something fucking no. stupid like that. <laughs> no, exactly. Uh, Terry said, "Uh, Sheenius in the process stating that he won't whinge like Sticky and get a 10k fine." Salty Sheens. That sounds fairly pragmatic to me. Mm. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, it's not going to change. You know, if no, you go around exactly. calling everyone weak gutted dogs and everything, what's that get you? Nothing. Get you, <laughs> get you ridiculed. People start sending texts around about you. Like, what a fucking sook you are. Texas. Now, did you watch? Did you watch the the press conferences? No. no because no. I did not. I was still chatting to you. Troy said, "Epic," and he, I know he is for a fact a Raiders fan. Epic presser, epic presser from Stewart. Fucking love it. Doesn't give a fuck. Truth bombs coming out left, right, and center. Wow. I think it was. I think he was asked to address the situation where they rested Croker so that he could have his three hundredth at home. Yeah. And um, I did I see cro- a snippet where he was like, "You know, you guys are going to come out and bag me, but you know, we made a decision." Or fucking, I can't remember. It's Ricky Stewart. Yeah. I don't pay that much yeah. attention. Yep. Uh, Josh said, frustrating that we panicked at the end when we could have easily taken the tackle and set up a field goal. I'm genuinely convinced that Sheens isn't actually coaching the team. He's just running interference for the media and public while Benji learns on the job with some guidance from above. In the box, it really looks like Benji's doing the work with Robbie as a sounding board while Sheens sits off to the side and stays fairly quiet. Not a bad way to come through, if true. High-profile rookie coach without the external pressure. Maybe Sheens is smarter than he looks. Hopefully he's smarter than he sounds. I tell you, um, you don't you. I I just I just worry about Benji taking advice from Robbie because let me that last fucking play was very Robbie. Yeah, That's, I've seen Robbie do that in State of Origin several times <laughs> 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 with the game on the line. <laughs> so maybe he's going, yeah, okay, let's go and do that. Uh, let's do the old. The old blues, blues, blues. <laughs> Play. 
<laughs> get it to Dugan. Get it to Dugan. Uh, or I'll just take a field goal from like fucking halfway <laughs> after I'm tired from making 60 tackles. That somehow exonerates me from being shit wow. and offering nothing at, at a dummy half. Can you, can you stop, please? For fuck's sake. Hey, you let Robbie back in your club, mate, not me. And I'm less salty about it than you. Why are you still carrying on about Robbie Farrow? Congratulations, sir. You congrat you. I mean, it's been a long, hard battle. You've been through three, three doses, three bouts of chemotherapy. I mean, I know it was tough, but you've come through the other side. We've got the we've got the um, the test back, and you have officially no trace of prostate cancer in your system anymore. Congratulations. What do you have to say to that? Give me a big fat syringe full of cancer. I'm going to fucking jam myself. I'm going to jam some more back into me because getting rid of it wasn't enough. I need to have it. I need to have it in me again. Next time, let's not go prostate. Let's give it something. Give me something more incurable. Inject it straight into my fucking brain. That's the West Tigers. <laughs> right there. <laughs> it's, it's very explicit. Yeah. I've got a lot of experience with, the, with that shit. <laughs> The Warriors 30 defeat the Dolphins 8 In New Zealand The Warriors 30 A double to Sean Johnson A double to DWZ Luke Metcalf with the other try Johnson 5 conversions From as many attempts The Dolphins 8 tries to Tessie New And Jermaine Asako With Asako missing both conversion attempts I felt like this one was important The beginning of Maybe a patch for the Dolphins Yeah, I, I... As I started to say, I think it's an important game in the development of both teams as they, as they, in their own ways, come of age this season. How the Dolphins back up from this one? Um, it's one of the. It's a game where they weren't in it right up until the very death, and and you know the Warriors really had an explosive last twenty five minutes, and the Dolphins couldn't yeah. go with them. Try as they might, um, Sean Johnson again. He's copped a lot of flack. He's copped a lot of criticism over the last several years of his career. Um, a lot of it deservedly so because his form and his, his seemingly his attitude on the pitch at times um, has left a lot to be desired. But for the Warriors now and under Webster, he's just playing a type of game that he hasn't played and displayed previously in his career. It's a little bit like Benji. Um post his Broncos stint where it was a bit more controlled and it was a bit, um, you know, not as much low percentage plays. Um, um, you know, you have to give Webster a lot of the credit for that, um, for at least planting the seeds with Sean Johnson. Oh, you've got to give him all of the credit for it. I mean, it's obviously the systems that he's implemented and the sure. style of football he's got the club playing that... Where you know it takes advantage of you know good attributes that Johnson has curbed some of his you know less disciplined tendencies, sure. And but, it's got him. It's you know he's not the electrifying touch player that he was in the you know mm. early two thousand tens, but oh, he's a fucking better player now though. Yeah, absolutely, I agree. I think this was a you know between Bennett and Webster. I think Bennett gets the nod at the end of the season for just purely for the narrative, but 
Yeah, provide um, they don't shit themselves and like and you know because mm. there's a bit of a. I'm talking coach of the year. Sorry, I didn't yeah, because there's a yeah. there's a bit of a run coming up for them now where they've you know they've they've lost um, who they Gilbert. lose Milford Gilbert. Gilbert's Gilbert. out for the season I think now mm. with his injury uh, that he sustained in Origin Milford uh, and who else was it was it Wallace they've copped about three weeks suspensions yeah, okay. from this game. Um, Still a fair so while before O'Sullivan, uh, yeah, O'Sullivan comes back, eh? Yeah, I mean, Pex is is he gone for the year or? No, I, I'm I'm sure. I mean, Pex are close the season, aren't they? Yeah, but I think he'll be back late rounds and then for finals if they make it. So yeah. So it's uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting time for the Dolphins ahead. Yeah, and I, I got think a reasonably it's short turnaround this yeah. this week as well. Important how they. Back up from this game. Yeah. Don't, you know, maybe Short turnaround, it's, it's coming back from New Zealand, bunch yeah. of injuries, yeah. Staring down the barrel of a 50 burger this weekend. Mm-hmm. You have anything else you want to say about that one? No. Okay, so, Rory, not one streaker. Fuck's sake, New Zealand, have a word with yourselves. Michael said, uh, Sean Johnson winding back the clock. That step is always so good to watch. Uh, Greg said, it's safe to assume no one knows what a hip drop is anymore. Unfortunately, there's no real reference to which incident in particular <laughs> he wants to talk about. But uh, yeah, um, <clears throat> Timmy McIntyre, disappointed on that loss. Um, but clearly the Dolphins are looking forward to their first win in Sydney next week against Manly. That's purposely inflammatory. It is. I will not fucking take that bait. David said, it was always going to be hard with JMK a late scratching. MILF circa 2020 seems to be back. Hopefully the judiciary suspend the cunt. <laughs> oh, your wish came true. <laughs> Warriors look good, far and away, the better team. Agreed. The South Sydney Rabbitohs 46 defeat the Titans 28 down at Hope Solo Coliseum. The Rabbits 46, a hat-trick to Alex Johnson, and he moved up another position on the all-time try scorers list. What did he do, moving to fourth, was it? Yes. Yeah, um... Kalomatangi, Graham Walker, uh, Kenner, and Sele with tries. Taffy, six of eight conversions and a penalty goal. The Titans, 28. Tries to uh, Isaac Fasul Malawi, Chris Randall, um, Lofi Khan Pereira, Jojo Fafida, and Tino. Tanner Boyd, four of five conversions. The Titans started pretty strong in this game, laid on a couple of quick tries and, um, you know, had their lead. I, I feel like South took their time to click into gear and then. Across the course of the game, clicked in and out of gear with, yep. at different stages. And when they were on, the the class disparity between the two sides and, and the ceilings of the two sides was, was very obvious. But South did show some pretty concerning lapses and complacency. And the commentary said, you know, they, they're not respecting the football and they're not respecting the Titans. And I think that was fairly accurate. They, they gifted points to the Titans and... You know those stages when when South were out, you know, out of the game. They they the Titans were definitely good enough to take their opportunities, and hence you end up with a forty six twenty eight scoreline. But um, I just feel like that's a that's a concerning trend if it continues for South to go. Well, you know, we can just turn it on when we want. Because certainly against the better teams in the comp. Well, and this is and it's not necessarily the case here because remember last week as well against the Raiders. Mm. 
you know, it was, yeah, they end up going down as well and, yeah, conceding yeah. 33 points in the process. So yeah. I don't know if you just put it down to, like, origin. It's origin time. Just players are out, players are tired. Yeah. yeah, players are out, players are tired, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, no Latrell. I don't know if it's just as simple as that. Mm. I mean, it's it, the, the thing about the Titans is that in attack, they do play a very attractive brand of attacking football, but their defense isn't good enough to defend the mistakes that come from that style of football when they, when it doesn't come off. And that's, that's the big, that's, that's the big mystery, you know, and big question that they need to answer if they're going to become a decent side. Is Holbrook the type of coach that can instill that, that next evolution of the way they play is obviously to tighten up the defense. And I'm not sure he's a good enough coach. Yeah, I mean, it feels like the Titans' fortunes really just go. You know, they they go as the as injuries and the quality of the players they have on their roster at any given time go. And you know, cause at the moment, there's you know they've obviously got some you know some great attacking football players, and they've got some you know reasonable quality and leadership in the forwards. But fuck, they can chuck it in. <laughs> Yeah, like this this game. I mean, it was a fantastic first half, and they would have gone in feeling great. And in the second half, they you know they scored a consolation try at the very death. I mean, they got fucking smashed for you know pretty much the like that first try that South scored was you know almost straight after the break. Yeah, like on their second set or something. So you know, I don't know what the answer is. Now, socials. Thomas says, uh. I'd break my dick too if I was as handsome as Cam Murray. Jai Arrow can stay injured. Bastards cause enough misery for dogs that the doctor putting him down wouldn't be a huge shame. On the game, leaked too many points, but very happy to get a win on the board. Uh, Hammers said, find someone who loves you as much as the Titans love giving up half-time leads. On the plus side, they did score more than 24 points. Was it 26 points? What was it? 26. 26. Yeah, there you go. Unfortunately, it was uh, not nearly... (laughs) Good, it's still twenty-two few. Uh, Jack said the Titans should offer half-price tickets for the rest of the season due to half a game performances. Useless fucking pricks. Noughts, this team is a fucking joke. Simple errors in attack in the second half and a defensive effort that Alec McKinnon would run rings around. Oof, brutal. And uh, final final word goes to Josh. It says match review. Hope Solo Coliseum. The end. Well. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint you, but we gave you a little bit more than that. Exactly. <laughs> the Broncos. Yeah, that's, that's right. Uh, the Broncos 20 defeat the Sharks 12 down there at Reclaim Australian, Australia Stadium. Broncos 20 tries to Stags, Mam, Arthurs, Farnworth, two conversions from four attempts to Reynolds. And the Sharks 12 tries to Talakai and Kennedy with Nico getting both attempts at conversion. Pretty solid workmanlike win on the road from Brisbane. Um, and I think an important one through the origin period. Um, I expected more from Canala at yeah, home was... against one of the, one of the better teams in the competition, um, who were up the top of the ladder. Sharks just went large portions of the game without firing any shots in anger, and um, yeah, it's especially at home. That, that's the most con- concerning thing. The Broncos marched in there and you know, just put a solid performance together and, and that was enough to, to knock the Sharks over. Yeah, yep. Yeah. And the Sharks uh, have become the, the 2023 flat track bullies. 
uh, yeah. not being able to, not being able to defeat anyone in the top eight. And uh, yeah, I hate to see it. But, but this now. is this, and but the thing is about the sharks is, and I think you, I think you and Jay both went for them in the, as far as the tips were concerned. Yeah, I did. And um, and I, th- I just went along with it. I think on the show, and then I th- when I actually had to enter my tips, I was like, it was like a really mid win over Manly, and it was a really mid win over the Knights, who were both like really fucking bad. And like I. And honestly, I'm surprised the Broncos didn't ultimately win the, you know, win the game by more. Um, but look, you know, they did what they had to do on the road. Sharks, again, disappointing. And, you know, they got plenty of time to work it out. But the compressed nature of the table at the moment means that, you know, two, lo- two losses for any side in the eight puts them on the verge of dropping out. Yeah. Such as, I mean, it's it's only it's only um it's it's three wins between first and thirteenth, wow, which is nuts, you know, considering so the length Tigers of length still of season. Had, seventh, as I predicted. Well, sixteenth, it's uh, five five wins, not three. So, just uh, in mathematics, so we tell say. Tell me, there's a chance. Look, what are we up to? Round fourteen, round hmm. fifteen, coming up. How many rounds we got this year? Yeah, there's oh, there's there's a, there's enough games. You're near enough if you're good enough. And I don't. Think <laughs> Are you good enough? enough? Well, that's the eternal question, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, where are we? What's another game to talk about? Oh no, I've got to do some socials. Phil said first and only team to ten wins, best record in the comp. Fuck your hash. I think you. I think he his keyboard broke. He was meant to say hashtag fuck the Broncos. Um, Alistair Broncos retain the whose mother is the bigger criminal memorial shield wow well I mean yeah. how do you balance vehicular vehicular homicide versus giving people hot shots I guess which is worse I mean is one worse than the other please stop <laughs> let us know <laughs> Gus the Bronx are starting to put some good performances in away from outside Queensland. Suppose we're going to have to recognise them as genuine contenders, for fuck's sake. It's like, it's all right, Gus, you don't have to recognise anything. Just say hashtag fuck the Broncos and the Blues will just wash away. And get, um, on, get on with life. Yeah, get on with life. Walk with a fucking bounce in your step and a smile on your face. Hashtag fuck the Broncos. It's like the Hakuna Matata of rugby league. <laughs> <laughs> Peter says, uh, I wasn't happy with the uh, Tapao signing initially, but he's been really good off the bench. Definitely improved his handling and discipline and doesn't offload needlessly. Two crucial wins in the last two have cemented us as a top four caliber team. Now it's just about whether we'll be good enough by September to be able to beat a Storm Souths or Panthers. At this stage, I would say no. Oh, you know, look, at the end of the day, like Panthers is probably the only guaranteed one. And, um, and, with, and with Marty, don't forget that, you okay, you can... You can talk up having ten wins at this at this stage of the season, but remember, if it wasn't for Marty, you'd probably have twelve <laughs> because he might have improved his discipline. Asterisk, but he still cost you some shit too. <laughs> Toto, under strength away from home, non Friday night game, we still put those bag of dick eating motherfuckers away. And finally, I think finally from Jay. What a week for Queenslanders supporting the Broncos. Beat the Warriors and Sharks. Beat New South Wales against all of the odds. If acting like a cunt to my opposition supporters was a drug, I'd be on cocaine. <laughs> That's the uh, 
Yeah, sorry, go ahead. That's a fucking good call. <laughs> I love it. I love someone that gets chat, gets engaged in a little bit of chat after a win. It's my kind of man. Oh, he loves it. Win, lose, draw, he's in there. He's not fucking blowing up his account like Lee Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> the Roosters 25 defeated the Bulldogs 24 in Gosford. The Roosters, a double to Teddy. Uh, Suali'i and Paunga with tries. Kiri field goals. Suali'i four from four conversions. The Doggies 24, tries two to Vita Pangai Jr., Reed Marnie, and a double to the Fox. Birdo, four of four conversions. Well, the Teddy Simps are pointing to this game as an indicator that he should continue to be picked for origin. I mean, um, these were like, they were like Darius Boyd catch and fall tries. I mean, well done, well, well, well in for backing up breaks, mm. backing up line breaks and being there. To, but that's, that's, that's all it was. Compare it to his performance in the Origin game. I don't know that one of these things is not like the other, um, including the quality of the opposition. They beat the Dogs yeah. by a solitary point. I Come mean, on. Gus might have spent the the combined salary of all the players in the New South Wales squad mm. this year on players that aren't the same as good as caliber. them. No, no, not at all. Um, I mean, impressed the with had the Fox. The, the, it was good to see the yeah. Fox break out and if we'll full into you know top gear yep he's definitely ready to go he's definitely you know back from mm. the from the injury that he that took him out of most of this season exactly um and so i imagine he'll certainly be taking his spot in the in origin too and hopefully we get a halfback that's going to fucking send the ball out that side wouldn't that be a treat <laughs> so the motherfucker doesn't catch pneumonia out there Look, the doggies in this game. Okay, so they lost Reed Marnie from the the knee lift. What do you make of that? Yeah, I... it's the way he's run his entire career. So exactly, makes you wonder about the coaching credentials of Robbo. I mean, given that he, he hasn't been able to fix the running style of uh, yeah, Swali with the raised knees, Radley flat out refuses to fucking change his ways. Mm. Some would say he's lost the fucking dressing room. Well, you got long young players and not listening to him. Fair. Is that not a coach's fucking job and responsibility? Yeah, I think you've been harsh. It's been said that he's Trent Barrett with a budget. <laughs> Comments? That's just you being inflammatory. <laughs> people are people are talking, Glenny. <laughs> Asterisk me. So, um, who got done for the knee lift, though? Did you say Reed Marnie? Yeah, Reed, no, Reed Marnie. No, Swali, Reed Marnie took it to oh, the face. Oh, Swali. From yeah, Swali, yeah. yeah. That's, I was yeah. like, hang on a sec. Oh, I think you've been a bit harsh on Robbie. He doesn't actually, he doesn't actually coach Reed Marnie. <laughs> yeah, was, yeah, no, oh, yeah. yeah so Reed, 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 Mar- is, Reed, Reed Marnie, well, like the blatant illegality of jamming your face <laughs> into someone's knee. <laughs> <laughs> you but, can cause fucking you can cause ACLs you can take people's seasons out with that sort of stuff the man. thing with Swali is two weeks ago they were saying they were going to cut him yeah and, and now and now they don't have to because he's off for three weeks <laughs> just <laughs> well only they when you say they though we're talking about you know yeah it, it probably wasn't coming Fox first hand first hand yeah. from the roosters don't get me like, wrong yeah, I mean, we're talking like, you know, the Crawleys and the fucking Hoopers of the world are probably saying that shit. Just cannot see, you know, knee lifts aside, 
how, how does that look in rugby though? Oh, they fucking love it. Campisi was fucking huge for it. A knee lift? I don't fucking know. I was just trying to think of rugby union playing A's. What do I know? Fuck. <laughs> 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 oh, so he's famous for a goose step. I don't know about a knee lift. Yeah, well, this is the same thing. potato, potato. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> so your knees, don't, your, knee, your, knees stay, your knees don't lift when you're doing a goose step. Is that what you're saying? They stay on the same horizontal. Look, I'm a fucking explosive way. winger, but I haven't, got, I haven't got a goose step in my kit bag. <laughs> well, no, that's right. Because you can't lift your knees. Well, I mean, <laughs> how do I manage to run? Too much arthritis. And... <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that is fair. You give yourself a fucking uh, dislodged patella if you try to do a fucking goose step. <laughs> no, thanks. Appreciate you shitting on me like every other cunt. Yeah, but I'm not doing. I'm not actually doing it like when you're at the game though. Like, I would be cheering you. I'd be like Dale Arden down the sideline with Flash Gordon. <laughs> Flash Gordon. Oh, you got that reference, did you? Yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm fucking stunned. That is the most... people. <laughs> Nine fifty three PM market Wednesday seventh of June two thousand twenty three. Glenny has finally got a reference, and not the most fucking, not the easiest one either. That that's the reference you're going to get after all these years. That's the one. Wow. All right. So good. Yep. It's good. I mean, the fact that you got it actually made it so much better because I mean, if you didn't, I mean, I'd be fucking get on YouTube sending you fucking. It's like, like a thousand times before, yes. Yeah, yep, yep. Okay. Um, you know anyway. what that still stumps me? Is Dr. Pepper and Trout. Yeah, you don't... Yeah, because it's... Impo- like, I'll, I'm going to take a note right now. This is great listening. I'm going to take a note right now to try and find it because it's, it was an old SNL skit from probably between 97 and 99, I reckon. Wow. When da- when when Danny Aiello was the um, special guest on Saturday Night Live, and it was a skit with him, and um, yeah, it was. Uh, I was I'm going to find that fucking sketch and I'm going to send it to you, Glennie, and you're going to get it finally Can't after wait. all these years. But socials now for uh, this one. Where is it? Did he send me him? Yes. Oh, he did. Well, he wasn't that dead. That wasn't the right game. That's a melt. Oh, look, he's even sent socials in the wrong order. Kind of like when he does, when he, when he starts, oh, here we go, I found it. (laughs) He names the socials after the socials. Yeah, correct. Like he sends a bunch of shots and then he goes, oh yeah. (laughs) Terry said, the dogs let that one get away there. Marnie's game management went with his HIA, I would agree. As much as the refereeing was poor and probably got the chooks over the line, the dogs had to ice that game with 15 to go. Teddy, despite what Fox ejaculated, was again fairly poor today in defense. Shout out to TPJ, who played a monster of a game. I agree with you on TPJ. I think when you're talking about Fox Sports in a game where Josh Adokar plays, you need to be more specific when you're talking about people ejaculating because I don't think <laughs> Josh Adokar cared about Teddy. <laughs> and I don't think, I don't think he, he, uh, he ejaculated. You know exactly what he meant. You just yeah, um, Terry. I love Terry. What are you talking about? Yeah. Terry talks a lot of shit. He does, but I mean, you know, he can take it. He can. He's not like a, he's not like Lee Bailey. He still Oof. listens to the podcast, but won't you know? But ejected himself out of the Facebook group. Of course, he listens. In between fucking listening to 
Lex Friedman and fucking Jordan Peterson and <laughs> reading Ben Shapiro. Brendan Bush says the Fox gave the victory to the Roosters for running into the play of the ball to advise the ref of an HIA. He may have lost the game, but he has a moral, he gets a moral victory for assisting the ref. Good bloke. Richard said the Roosters continue to look unbalanced with their biggest problem, their edge defense. Swali'i and Corey Allen did not make a good defensive unit. At least Swali'i was playing on the wing. Teddy looked better in attack, but needs more support. The Roosters got lucky at times, and you definitely got the impression that was one that got away from the dogs. This was, I mean, I was talking to some dogs fans before this game and saying, this, you've, you fucking got them. I mean, this is, you've got them at their absolute lowest point since probably, what, 2016 when was the last time the Roosters were objectively shit. And well, just got a couple you know, of spoons in there. Was, there any, was 16 was their last bad season? Okay. I think it was, yeah. Jason said, this is a prime example of a team needing a halfback, someone who will take control when it's needed, especially in the last 15 minutes to close out the game. Cool. I'd agree. That that was there to be won the that that was there to be won the entire time. And Doggy's just not good enough. The Cowboys 45 defeat the Storm 20 up at the Abattoir. The Cowboys 45 tries. What do we got here? A hat trick to Valame. Um Valentine Holmes and uh, a try. Nanai a try. Chad Townsend a try and a double to Murray Talungi. Chad with a field goal, disrespectful, and six of eight conversions to Val Holmes. The Storm's 20 tries to Coates, Meany, and Olam. Meany, three conversions, and a penalty goal. The My only comment on this game is, what the fuck? <laughs> where did that come from? Like, where the fuck did that come from? Like, where the fuck did that come from? Yeah. I um, It's exactly what I've got on my notes. You know, not sure, not sure where that came from, but the Cowboys. I feel like they needed a win like that to to get somewhere back to where they were last year, and we've spoken about it a number of times over the course of the season so far that they've dropped. And you know, it's Peyton's job to to pick them back up and and find a way um, for for the team to evolve. Um, teams have worked them out. Their form's been poor, and they haven't been getting what they need to out of some of their bigger names and. You know, this is one, you know, against the Storm, big names in their side, and the Cowboys, uh, you know, come around, put 40, well, you know, a try away from putting 50 on them. So the new semi obviously gave a few Cowboys fans some semis. Um, fucking hat trick in no time whatsoever in his first game for them. So um, fair job backing that up next week. Did you see um, Jerome Hughes' attempted tackle on um, Valentine Holmes? Mm. Holmes got Holmes got an out ball, come off the left foot, beat one, and then swerved, and Jerome Hughes collapsed like he'd been shot mm. from the from the grandstand. I've I like Jerome Hughes, and I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, but... Sometimes you just get beat. <laughs> just, doesn't happen he's a getting, lot. He's getting beat, and he was fucking ended up strewn on the fucking ground without getting anywhere near him. Yeah. Um, this, this, game, this is such a fucking weird game, though. Like, I mean, even the Cowboys had some poor defense out on... Like, Xavier Cage's try was, was fucking atrocious. Yeah, like out on Hiku's side, like that was 
it was fucking. It, it looked like they were going to break through there at will. I mean, they obviously, you know, they didn't. They they stopped scoring tries at a yeah fairly early point, but there's just there was like there's no there was no precedent like to see this coming. I mean, the Cowboys just got beaten by sixty by fucking West Tigers. Yeah, and Storm been traveling okay. Like obviously not, you know, certainly not dominating or anything expect, like that. Yeah. But but still, you know, a re- you know reasonable performances and reasonable run a form but like this is why this is one for me it was one of the most mystifying upsets that i can fucking remember yeah like such I was agree. the magnitude of the defeat and you know and the teams and the and the, the recent fortunes of both the teams going into it it's just it's fucking mystifying but hey up the storms Eat a dick storms. Hey, did you see that thing today? Bulldog Richie fuck the storm had, and fuck the Cowboys. Bulldog Richie did a tweet something saying about you know Ryan Pappenhausen you know in line for a, a shock return sooner really? you know, sooner than, sooner than you think. And then the reply to the the tweet for that article first reply Ryan Pappenhausen. Yeah, look, not really. <laughs> <laughs> What do you say, Dr. <laughs> That's fucking. That's fucking hilarious. That is the 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 best part of social media when like you can have the horse's mouth straight back in, you know, kicking um, as the a, horse's as, as, ass. Yeah, the, this debunking straight away. Yeah, so this exclusive hashtag exclusive. Ryan Pappenhausen, I shock injury return. And he replies, "Yeah, look, not quite." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh that's funny. brilliant. All right. Um, that old firm of journos between, you know, fucking Rothfield and Richie. And yeah. The sooner they fucking fall off the perch and retire, the better. Yeah, but then you've got like the next generation who are slightly, who are, you know, older, but you know, younger than them. Yeah, that's a, that's when you get into all your guys like your fucking Kents and Hoopers and... Yeah, they're fucked too. Yeah. Need to wipe the slate clean. Jesus. Give it to the new media. Talking genocide on journalists. Wow. <laughs> don't know that we want to put that out there, do we? Oh, it doesn't it doesn't matter if we if we do put it out there, does it? I mean it's I not like train we... I got a train carriage just for Paul Kent. <laughs> Why are you gonna give him a luxurious ride to the farm? <laughs> it's not going to be luxurious. Uh, Benny said, "After that, I think they called the Melbourne the Melbourne Light Sprinkles." Her, Carsten, that serves them right. Cheating purple cunts. Couldn't have said it better myself. Jordan said, "Bellamy's regretting signing on for another full year after that fornication." Fuck, I have a full body erection after watching that. <laughs> Cameron, with the correct take. Of the Cowboys can't decide if they're a dom or a sub. <laughs> Moving on to the final game of the round, the Panthers twenty six to feed the Dragons eighteen. This one down at Penrith at Bluebet. The Panthers twenty six came through a double to Brian Toto, Taruva and Leota with tries. Cleary one conversion. Crichton two of three. Two penalty goals to Crichton. Dragons eighteen. A double to Michaeli Rabalawa. Zach Lomax with the other one. Uh, one from three attempts on conversions for Zach Lomax. Two penalty goals. And this game, of course, notable 
for Nathan Cleary leaving the field with a, an injury that appears to be an up to six week hamstring injury. Yeah, it looks a damn shame. Um, but when one door closes, another door opens. And when that door opens, two giant, shiny golden balls march in in the form of Jack Cogger. <laughs> it is time for Golden Balls Jr. to shine. And it's about this time they're, they're wishing that they still had O'Sullivan. <laughs> How dare you? They knew what they had in Golden Balls Jr. That's why they let him go. Um, <laughs> I feel like the Dragons are still playing like they're trying to get their coach sacked. Um, yeah, but in know, saying that, they, though, are like balls finish. deep in this game until, what, 60, hey, 65 minutes? Hey, let me have my by talking shit about the Dragons. All right, go for it. Why are you got to... Why do you got to bring logic into this? Talk your shit, man. That's all right. The floor is yours. No, no. In all seriousness, this is the first they, Penrith um, game that you, and only Penrith game you're ever going to have freedom of speech in. <laughs> I don't know what to do with it. But well, um, you, you, got, you got to go. Well, here's the thing. Yeah, here's the thing. Well, here's the thing. I read a medical like, journal, and like the dragons were just about there, and they had no pedophiles. impact on the game at all. It yeah. wasn't anything to do with them. They may as well not even been there. Yeah. This game all came down to Penrith. Exactly. And I read a medical journal, something about pedophiles. <laughs> um, Where'd that come from? <laughs> that's just what he says. Right, okay. I must switch off. I don't remember that one. Yeah, you do. I probably just glaze over. I wish I, I, wish I had that ability. <laughs> um, Dragons. Competitive Panthers, you know, tried to obviously did well to overcome the injury to Cleary, and and you know, such is the the quality of their their side and the personnel left there that they you know they still managed to get the job done. It's the next six weeks that that I'd be concerned about because now teams will be like, okay, they're without Cleary, um, try and find some some additional chinks in the armor without him steering them around the park. So, um. Yeah, I think the Dragons, you know, they were a long way from horrible in this game. But Penrith, I think it just come down to, you know, the coaching and then the, the quality of the the rest of the players to rally um, around the, the loss of Cleary that got the job done for the Panthers. Yep, yep, agree. Okay, so let's see what the socials are for this one. Lachlan said the ice in Cleary's veins are now in, on his hammies. His hamstrings display the strength of his origin performances. Oh. And uh, the other one he's got in there is, um, is Trotter's saying, I'm not one to the ref's fault, but... And then includes a photo of him with the ref's fault scarf from back in the day. I think it was when he was standing behind, like, Hindy or something, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, with he, the he dumbest cropped, look on Hindy. his face. Yeah. Like, dead set. Absolute mouth breather. And so, I mean, we do, you know, well, here's the thing. <laughs> we we look at hamstring injuries over the past two NRL seasons and Cleary is sitting at two and Tom Trevojevic is sitting at zero. So I don't know what you want to infer from that. But um, I believe biscuit is the common vernacular that people like to use. 
And, uh, you know, I, yeah, me personally, I wouldn't say that. I'm just saying. <laughs> You're hearing it more and more. Now, <laughs> news this week. Glennie, the first, like, first one I want to talk about is, was it today or did I text you or was it yesterday? Yesterday. I sent you a texter telling you <laughs> the news that Sean Bloor, David Nofaluma, who's the other one? Dane Laurie? There's one more. Who am I <coughs> Jack Simkin. Simkin have been told by the West Tigers that their services are not required in 2024 and they are free to find new homes from next year. As a West Tigers aficionado and possibly the foremost expert on all things West Tigers. Oh, that's a bit cool. I don't know if I can fucking What do you make of that it? title? Um I think the writing was on the wall, certainly for Nofa at the start of the season, spent a fair bit of side, uh, time out of the side playing Reggie's. Uh, since he's come back in, though, I, you can't fold his effort and his application. Um, what are you smiling at? <laughs> nothing. Uh, nothing, pal. It's, it's not nothing. <laughs> nothing. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, you're just it's, it's just fun to hear you justify David Nofaluma. In the offset, he went to Storm you know, on a loaner for the, you know, for the short-lived finals period. Yep. After he got out of the Storm, Storm's my mistake, um, he was nothing about. He was. No, it was nothing coming out of his mouth except, "Oh my god, it was so fun being at a professional side. I love the storms, 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 storms." <laughs> yeah, look, I didn't enjoy that, um, but I think they've they've had to put him back in the side, um, and you know, to his credit, he's tried to put his best foot forward. But as I said, I think it, the the writing was definitely on the wall at the start of the season to show. Um, the level of regard um, as far as being the the teams you know in the starting lineup uh, through the you know Sheens Benji Robbie whoever's calling that shot but um, Jake Jake Simkin couple of injuries I don't think he's been horrible he's playing behind Appy um, I don't don't know whether you know they think Manamana coming up from Reggie's. Well, he's come oh, back, yeah. so, you know, it's, it's only it's the, it's the only thing I can see in the future for the Tigers. Finally fulfilling his destiny that you that you bestowed upon him back when we started the show. Fuck, it seems like a million years ago. Um, so I, I think Simkin has a has a future in the NRL. Um, Noffer will get picked up somewhere, probably the Titans or fucking... I don't know, the Bulldogs. Doggies. Yeah. Or does he go down to the Storms? Oh, I don't know. They've got Warbrick and, and Coates. Yeah, but neither of them are incredible, though, either, right? Xavier Coates. Yeah, you would, would you, take you, David you, Nofaluma over Xavier Coates? I wouldn't take. Are you high? I, would, I, I wouldn't take. I wouldn't take David Nofaluma over fucking Brett Plowman today for the wing. Fair. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that Coates and Warbrick aren't fucking amazing. Okay. I mean, it's it's not like that. It's it's not that they're fucking, you know, prime Fox and prime Bmos on fucking each wing there. I no, mean, look, 
If you're just going to keep stating really obvious shit. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, just, I'm, what I'm saying is they're not. It's not like it's impossible to usurp them, and it's a club he's been around before, and they clearly liked him enough to, you know, bring him down mm. for the loan of last year. Bloor is one that probably baffles me a little bit. Um, they've had big raps on him for the last couple of years. Obviously, he had injury last year, which kept him out for almost a whole year. So. I don't know if he's bored of that or hasn't really endeared himself to, to the new coaching staff or, or whatever the case might be, but Bloor hasn't had enough opportunity in first grade, in my humble yeah. opinion. But um, I can see Dane Laurie, obviously, I think they had an inkling that they were going to try and play him at six, but I don't know how he goes making... 20 tackles a game, 20 25 tackles a game, playing six. He's, he just doesn't have the size. Uh, also, hasn't he did himself to the club or, or certainly the fan base on more than one occasion by, um, you know, liking Instagram posts of opposition player scoring against his own team or yeah um, I feel like he's probably the he's the no-brainer out of the out of the bunch yeah because obviously he hasn't played much first grade this year if any um there was talk that and he was, Bull was killing know, it and you know they're obviously yeah. that's he's you know that's their guy so yeah yeah which I you know I don't have any issue with that decision but yeah, in terms of in terms of potential talent, talent and performances, I think Bloor's the one that's the only one that's mystifying. Simpkins just there. I mean, like you know, he's a first grader ish player, mm. but you know, probably you know he's not starting at any other side in the comp. Most probably at the you know today, um, and then you've got Noffa, who's probably get a start at Manly. Yeah. Then you got Noffa, who's like, I don't want to say a club legend. But he's well, a fairly tenured player a, and yeah, beloved. Yeah, he holds a fair few records. Yeah, okay. So, so okay. Club legend David Nofaluma. You said it, not me. I didn't actually utter those words, but yeah. You implied it. You implied it. I also imply that you're a cunt most fucking episodes no, you outright, of the show. I wish you took you more, you, more notice of that. You, you don't imply that. You outright say that. <laughs> <laughs> So, you happy for all four of those guys? Well, I guess you know it doesn't fucking matter what you think, but um, well, no, I'm not heartbroken over any of them, if I'm honest. Yep. How many of them go to England? Maybe Noffa goes to England and becomes Man of Steel <sighs> on the wing, and then comes back to yeah, and comes back to the Titans on on seven hundred grand a year. It seems legit. To finish with a spoon, um, also the doggies have told Paul Alamotti and uh, Jake Avrillo that they too can find new homes. That's this to me feels a like a somewhat one. different situation Definitely, to the one the Tigers are talking about. I feel about. like they've two... probably been two of their most consistent performers. Yeah, and so, and I think like certainly like out outperforming the amount of money that they're spending on them given some of the other big contracts they got lying around there. Yeah. Those, you know, like when you that. look at the pure value for money factor, those guys would be yeah. reasonably high on the list. 
Yeah, and I mean, as a as a as someone who who hates the Bulldogs and you know cares nothing for their you know future prosperity, it feels like I've realised really come on this year. Yeah, but and he was much blind but... in the last year or so. Um, Remember, they've been a completely uncoached side since about fucking two thousand and sixteen. Like literally uncoached <laughs> until they until they got you know Seraldo so. And like you know, you could argue they're uncoached. I mean, yeah, you know, given their performances, they're still uncoached. But yeah, having said that, if they're not at the dogs, you know, where do they go? One probably England. ends up at Cronulla, and one ends up at the Titans. Yep, that's your answer for everything. Well, I mean, now, because that's where players that get dumped from clubs end up. Yeah. Now look, Dylan Brown, he's been for, the NRL have uh, stood him down uh, effective immediately as part of the game's no-fault stand-down policy as he fights sexual touching allegations in court. The allegations don't um, meet the criteria in terms of penalties um, for their automatic stand-down. However, as they showed with uh, Luciano Leilua last year, or this year, was it this year? They, um, When it comes to crimes against women, they do tend to use their discretion and, uh, and do the stand-down thing. Now... Brown fronted court today. I don't think he's back in court for another three weeks. So you're going to have to. So you would say that he's going to be stood down for at least that period of time. And uh, and I guess we'll see from there. Um, the weird things about this one were one the the weird statement that his lawyer made outside of the court, like where he was saying, you know, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but he was sort of he was saying that you know the the CCTV does not support the allegation that that he touched the woman's breast with two hands on five occasions, which to me sounds like a lot of wordplay. It's yeah. like, it was four times, was it? Yeah. Or was it five, to, or was it only one hand once or twice? Or yeah, it just, it sounded really sus and maybe that wasn't the intention, but it, it sounded sus. Um, it sounded like he's like, okay, I need to have a look at what the, the, the charges are. And then find a way to dance around it, yeah. And find some loopholes, so you get a, you know, a no contest type situation, you know. Yeah, but, I mean, I've, we got some, we have some insight into, you know, into the police side of things, and from what I've heard, um, what happened was at the nightclub, it's basically it was five separate touches spread over a period of time. Like he's grabbed, he's he's allegedly grabbed her on the tits. She's giving him a hug. Then he, you know, he's grabbed on the tits. She's giving him a hug. He's grabbed on the tits. She's asked for an autograph. He's grabbed on the tits, and then like the last, the fifth time, she sort of turned. You know, and and yeah, and that's when it, and yeah, that's when it got to the stage, the point where we see today, um, the CCTV, you know, has to has to you know support that. I suppose mm. there's uh, there's every chance that this becomes just a matter of he you know pays some money, it goes away. Because you yeah. know, there's not really a lot to support it, but we'll find out over the next couple of weeks. And then we saw, then we saw um, the absolute brain genius, Sean Galaxy Lane. brain, absolute genius, um, and Parramatta players themselves, his teammates, not sharing themselves in glory. When um, the media was there talking to players in the club, I don't know how it works at Parramatta. If it's like Manly, usually Manly each week they got three guys, and they go, okay, it's your turn this week. 
And so you'll get three interviews out of three different guys. And this changes, you know, weekly. And, and you know, Siebes will front up as well. I'm not sure how it works at the Eels, but I imagine it's a similar sort of thing. However, on this occasion, when there is sensitive stuff going on in terms of, you know, legal issues, Parramatta deemed it necessary to make one of their media guys, um, Sean Lane, the um, aforementioned alleged dumbest player in the game. And he got up there and you just, you watched it more recently than I did. What did it, what was he saying? He was sort of staying, saying like, oh, that's part of the game, mate. It's part of the game. Yeah. (laughs) No, no fuck. (laughs) Sexual, uh, sexual assault type allegations are part of the game. Thanks for your input, Sean. It's, uh, it's, it's literally not part of the game. Um, and hasn't been a part of the game since fucking Hopper got handsy with the Cowboys players. And that was like 20 years ago, right? (laughs) Fucking hell. Um, and then, an article came out uh, later saying that other Parramatta players didn't appear to understand the seriousness of the situation, making cat and dog calls from inside the adjacent demountable buildings while that's the, the thing, interview yeah. was taking place. That's the tone deaf part of it. Yeah, and then which has prompted, uh, they say it's prompted Gutho to step in and tell his teammates to stop their taunting. So... Uh, a club yeah, that apparently... finds itself in a situation where Clint Gutherson is the voice of reason is uh, is a club in crisis. Yes, yes. So um, Parramatta in crisis. Uh, luckily for them, I mean they've got a very able uh, replacement for Dylan Brown in uh, in young Jake Arthur, son of the coach. So they should uh, have no problem in halves <laughs> filling that hole. Why are you the way you are? Because it sells, baby. It sells tickets. <laughs> sells tickets to the games Jeez. run the league <laughs> I'm an influencer <laughs> wow you're a bad influencer go look at my snatch okay round 15 coming up the Cowboys get the bye first game Thursday Gold Coast Titans versus West Tigers at Hope Solo can our Titans supporting affiliates expect to see you down there Glennie Unfortunately not. Um, uh, yeah, I'm not going to be able to make it down for the game. I was trying to find a way, but I just don't think it's going to happen. Yep. I apologise. Thursday nights are fucking hard, though. Yeah. It's just, like by finish. the time I get down, like, fair enough, I could get down there, but then it's 10 o'clock before you fucking head home. It's a three, you know, two and a half, three hour drive by the time we get here, yeah. and then I've got to back up for work the next morning. I'm. Uh, You're not a young man. I, I'm really not. <laughs> the um the the Titans they've uh they they lose uh, Kenny Jojo Fafita Chris Randall uh, Dave Fafita, uh, but they welcome in fullback uh, AJ Brimson uh, Brian Kelly's back Cruz Leeming's back on the bench uh, Jamin Jolliffe to the bench. Then they've got a bunch of changes as well with Philip Sami going from center to wing, uh, Isaac Fasul Malaawi front row to the bench, Tino from the bench to the front row, and Sam Verrills from the bench to the hooker. So now they've got Verrills back, maybe they can start seeing some action out of him. The West Tigers side, um, Simkin goes to the bench, Appy goes to hooker after the, the change last week, no doubt, which uh, resulted from Appy needing a bit of a rest after State of Origin. Talk me through the game, Glennie. How's it going to go down? Well, hopefully we play for more than 10 minutes. Um, Titans, Titans narrow favourites. Yeah, it probably that that makes sense. I think 
Titans can fucking score points, uh, so the Tigers really need to be um, on point defensively. Uh, they, uh, the Titans are going to work them across the park and give the ball a bit of air, which um, is going to test the, the, the defence of the Tigers out. I think if the Tigers are switched on and don't drop their heads after last week's loss, I feel like you know doing it away from home is... is is another challenge, but I feel like they can get the job done. But um, if they underestimate the Titans, they could get thumped. That's that's my concern. Yeah, but if the they Titans play the... Are just a weird bogey team for us too. If they play so, the high completion game that, they, that they've been playing the last sort yep. of five, six weeks, the Titans, are, are, I think, are a poorer defensive side than probably any of the sides that they've faced mm. over that period. Um, and, like, the Tigers aren't that bad defensively either, I think. So, look, I, th- I think this is a matchup that's... This is... Uh, when when you're the West Tigers, and you're obviously... You're not, like, a, a top team in the competition or anything like that, but I think you look at games like this Titans game and go, this is, this is a team, extremely beatable side. Yeah. And like one of it's, the games, it's the really same way that the Tigers get. look at Penrith, you know. Yeah, well, no, they they look at that game like you know we fucking wish and hope, and sometimes wishes come true. They did this occasion, one from one, this year. Yeah, but um, yeah, that was a, that was a long time ago when you lost the camera. Yeah. Got smashed by Canberra last week. Who are so a really... bogey, bogey side, as are the Titans. They're a team that's um, going to be on a nine-game nine nine game winning streak, according to you. I like to talk... Fucking... <laughs> <laughs> I like to talk a lot of shit. Not as much as you, but I like to talk a lot of shit. Um, and I generally stick it to the Titans, but I'm, I'm genuinely concerned about this game. I think the West Tigers are fucking specials. Oh, fuck. That makes me feel worse. Titans cannot fucking back it up week in, week out. Okay. West Tigers just have to do their high possession game. If West Tigers play their high possession, low mistake, you know, great meters from the middles game, I just don't think the Titans can go with it. Titans need a lion's share of ball to score the line, you know, to score lots of points. Sure, they can score, but if the West Tigers do their thing, High completions, high possession, starve them of possession. I'm expecting Brooksy to fucking pump those little legs all the way to a fucking Blues jersey. Another unleashed performance. Another unleashed performance. The Raiders take on the Warriors down in Canberra. Um, Smith Shields out, Frawley's out, and Mariotto is out. Uh, Sebastian Chris returns to fullback. Jared Croker, his 300th game at centre. Um, Whitehead to second row. Um, Kotrix goes from wing, wing to bench again. Uh, Albert Hopawade from centre to wing. Um, Solo goes front row to bench, and Hawes Bra goes from second row to lock, and Tarpanay lock to front row. Fuck, that's a lot of unnecessary changes from you, Ricky. Um, the Warriors side: Rocco Berry's out. Um, Ali Leatawa comes in. That's just a switcheroo in the centres. How do you see it? Six versus seventh Raiders, reasonably tight favourites. Um... I think that's got more to do with the fact that Raiders are playing at home. Um, Warriors on the road, but... Oh, 
Raiders got the job done in a tight one against the Tigers last week, aided and abetted by, you know, some circumstances that went their the way. The referee. <laughs> no That's all right. Fine. You don't have to say it. Glennie, you don't have to say it. I'll say it. Okay, cool. Um, Tigers were robbed. I was there. I saw it. Wow. Please continue. I'm going to get the Warriors in an upset. I'm going to go the Warriors in upset too. Canberra and Canberra ain't shit. They're so easy to beat. I swear to God. Why are you doing all the shit talking this week? Because Manly went down to Canberra two weeks ago and fucking beat them by 40. That's why. Okay. (laughs) They're easy to beat in Canberra. They ain't shit. The milk's not there anymore. The milk has been bad. The only possible... The only possible trump card that the Raiders have is some kind of emotional connection to old teary eyes Jared Croker in his 300th game and if the boys want to wrap, you know, rally oh, around him and get fuck, it done for I him. I forgot it was that fucking absolute weak need quivering mess of a human being's 300th game. Warriors by 40. <laughs> and uh, with 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 Alterios uh, missing a conversion from ten meters outside the outside the uprights, oh. to bring it to bring it inside uh, thirty five thirty six point it. margin. Love it. The oh, the mighty Manly Sea Eagles take on the Dolphins at Brookie Friday night game. The uh, Manly side lose Ko Weeks to dropped. Brad Parker, I think he fractured his elbow um, two weeks ago. Um, Cooper Johns, I don't know what the fuck happened to him. He's not listed in any of the other sides. He's just he's just disappeared. He might have got taken out the back of the fucking shed. Um, Jacob Arthur go, uh, go, drops off the bench in. They welcome back uh, Tommy Turbo. They, they welcome back Daly Cherry Evans. And uh, in lesser news, they welcome back Christian Tuipolotu to the wing and Josh Aloye to the bench. Rubes is going to centre again with uh, Tui Pilotu going onto the wing. The Dolphins side, they lose Milford to suspension, Wallace to suspension, Mason Teague and Max Plath. Uh, in comes the hammer to fullback. Jeremy Marshall King comes into hooker. Um, Farmer Sealy comes to front row and Kurt Donahoe to the bench. Um, Nick Arima, he's going to move from fullback to 5'8". Ray Stone is going to move from hooker to lock. SASA moves front row to bench. If the Dolphins didn't have the result that they had last week, I would give them a strong chance in this game. But Manly at Brookvale, Friday night, should be a decent crowd at that absolute fucking shithole. Um, yeah, I'm you've been to... there. You've been there. Am I am I correct in saying that you that you've been there once? No, more than that. I went there several times as a child to watch. The oh, Aggies. as a child. Okay, I was going to say because we went there. We went there together after the 2011 Grand Final. Yes. Yes. We Got to did. score some tries on the hallowed ground. I remember. What did we eat that night? I don't remember what we ate, but I remember that we Was had some pizza? beers. Oh, yeah. We, we probably went to Mimo's. That's it, Mimo's. Because you got to. And, but I remember. And we, we, we were with Aaron, though, and he had those beers, and we had to, like, power skull those beers on the, before we got in, didn't we? Or was you that did. just me skulling the beer? I didn't drink yeah. that beer. <laughs> I remember we couldn't take them in, in, in through the gate, so I was just like, we just had to like power skull through a six-pack to get, in, get in, on the way into the gate. Um, good times. Fucking great times. Um, <laughs> that was, was I drinking bourbons in those days? 
that might have been. Uh, I can't remember. That was a long time ago. That was like the that was the first year of when we sort of had meetups, but not at venues, yeah. just at the at the at the stadium. Yeah. So yeah, those are the days. Um, yeah, this look, Dolphins down on some troops. I mean, you can you, you can't discount the wily old uh, Wayne Bennett in um, getting the people that he has on the field up for the game. But I mean, it is fair to say that with guy without guys like Gilbert, it's you know it's tough it's tough for. It's tough for the Dolphins. They haven't got Wanda Sykes there either. And they're two of the ones that have been sort of like the the absolute backbone of... Exactly. Like the aggression and uh, and a bit of X factor in... Just you know, aggressive X factor in defense for the side. Um, you know, the hammer coming back into the side is great. Osako is playing one of his best seasons as well. I mean, he's legitimately been good this year, and not from just a not like a you know a, a handy goal kicking perspective, but like, he's legitimately been fucking playing great on the wing. Um, so look, I mean, you know, with two Pilotu back in the side, I mean, there's opportunities there to be had. Um, and I expect to see the hammer fucking have a, have a fairly good game as well. Halves, you know, not at their best for the Dolphins. Manly, it's another one of these games where they get Daly and Schuster together, Tommy back in the side as well. Uh, and as as per, you know, history dictates, you know, the average point scored with Schuster in the side is 34. Uh, so my prediction is, you know, I've, I've got a soft spot for the Dolphins. But, um, you know, this is the one game of the year where that, that goes away. And uh, I think that they're going to make this... Uh, it's going to, the bat this this bat this first battle between these sides. It's going to look like the fucking the the fucking Taiji dolphin slaughter in Japan. Oh god! It's the the harbor is going to fucking run red with the blood of this new side as they <sighs> as they as they sustain their first fifty burger in club history. Wow, that's some of the some of the biggest loads of shit. You've ever delivered on this show? Tell me I'm wrong. You're wrong. So what? How much are they going to win by? Not fifty. They're not going to score fifty. They're going to score what? Yeah, I think I think the Dolphins struggle to get ascendancy in the middle, and I think that they need that with those halves. They need the forwards to get a serious role on. I just don't know that they've got the troops there to get the job done. So therefore, everything I said is correct. Excellent. Manly. By 10 points. 10. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take a fucking win, to be perfectly honest. Uh, the Dragons take on the Rabbitohs. This one's happening at Netstrata Jubilee. Out for the Dragons is Jack DeBellin. In comes oh, Zane Mus- Musgrove. So oh, wow. <laughs> out goes Jack DeBellin. In comes Zane Musgrove. So what we, we call that... And that is game, what we, we call that a cunt transplant. A like, we call that a like-for-like... <laughs> tra- <laughs> a like-for-like replacement... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Ben Murdoch Masilla goes from bench to lock. Rabideau's side. Jai Arrow is out, and he's injured for a reasonable amount of time, isn't he? Mm. He's certainly ruled out for the rest of Origin. I'm not sure how many, yeah. At least four to six weeks, I think. Yep. Uh, Cam Murray also out. Jed Cartwright comes in, and Saliva Havili comes into the bench, which will please uh, our boy Redpath. For and Shaq Mitchell goes from bench to lock. Uh, Rabbitohs by plenty. 
even without Cam Murray, it's and without uh, Latrell Mitchell, it's it's difficult to see the Dragons getting over the Rabbits here, right? Yeah. Well. Well, you, okay. I said I said difficult. Dragons. You're saying okay. Yeah. I mean, it's I the Dragons side who push the, the Panthers all the way. Oh, for fuck's sake! I don't think the the Dragons have the points in them. I don't think they have the coaching. I don't think they have the personnel, and I don't think they have the fan base to get the job done. I agree on all counts. Depleted Rabbitohs, not nearly depleted enough to make this a contest. Rabbitohs by plenty. Broncos take on the Knights. Suncorp Stadium, Saturday afternoon. Jesse Arthurs is out on the wing. Selwyn Cobbo comes in. The Newcastle Knights side, Jack Johns, is out. And Tyson Frizzell comes in with Kurt Mann, Glenny's mate to the bench. That's enough for me to tip the Broncos. Yeah, look, I mean, the Newcastle Knights are an extremely mid-side. Made really cannot exponentially take worse by the worst player in the uh, NRL. In Kurt Mann, just to be clear. Correct. Yeah. Sorry, it's Newcastle. Could have been anyone. Yeah, look, I don't, I don't see this one as a, as as particularly troubling game for the Broncos. They'd have this one penciled in as a win, and I think that they'll, uh, I think they'll do it pretty easily, based on uh, the last month of Knights football. Dollar twenty favourites, the Broncos. That says it all. The Roosters take on the Panthers Saturday night, Allianz Stadium. Swali'i is out. They welcome back Daniel Tupo. Corey Allen moves to the centre to replace uh, Suali and the uh, Panthers side. Cleary out. Salmon comes in and Cogger bench to halfback. The crucial. The crucial move that you've Here been waiting your whole life for, Glenny. Here we go. Little son of golden nuts. Halfback Look. steering a fucking steering a fucking yacht instead of a fucking dinghy. <laughs> Look, I just think it's a welcome change uh, for Penrith to have the son of a player that actually did something in the NRL or, the you know, in rugby league. Um, yep, agreed. Talking about Jack Cogger. Um, he was, you know, father is an absolute legend of the sport um, and played in the toughest time of the sport for the toughest team in the he sport. He came from a he came he came from a time when 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 men were still named Trevor. <laughs> Seems like so long ago. <laughs> Mainly, how many Trevors you know now? One that's actually a bit younger than me. Actually, you should really should point out. Yeah, he must have been. He must be the last of the Trevors, though. His his dad <laughs> is a bit old school. I suspect. I remember I went to school with uh, with a uh, one or two, one or two Trevors, but I mean that still that, that puts your guy like younger than them though. Hundred so, uh, <laughs> percent. Mm. Yeah, so there you go. Um, yeah, I, I still think Penrith absolutely blitz the Roosters. I'll be honest with you. The Roosters are just not showing anything. They're, they're, they're so fucked in so many different areas of the game at the moment. It's hard to see how they. Whatever they are showing, it's not nearly enough. Um, no, and I guess, and, and, and I, think, I expect the Penrith to win, to win so easily in this game, proving beyond a shadow of a doubt that the 
the nucleus of players they have in that side and the system yes. that's been created for that nucleus of players can withstand any of those players not being there at any given time. I expect Dylan Edwards to have an absolute wow of a game up against Tedesco. I expect fucking I expect the son of, of Golden Nuts to have a wow of a game. Well, I think because that's, I think goes be, without saying. Because I think that if nothing else, he can be a system for halfback as well. Panthers by plenty. I like where your heads up. Maybe fifty. The Storms take on the Sharks down at the Korean Housewife in Melbourne. Justin Olam is out. Tarek Sims comes into the bench. Grant Anderson moves from bench to center. Sharks, they uh, lose Hazleton. They welcome back Cam McInnes. And that's it. Test for Melbourne after being pumped by the Cowboys uh, last week. And as I said, Cronulla didn't impress me at all. And I've got raps on Cronulla this year, but they didn't impress me at all last week against Broncos. So... Uh, two teams looking to claw back a bit of respect and a bit of pride. I think I'd probably have to lean towards Melbourne, given that they're at home. And I do also be, like I they'd think, be stinging after that game against. I Cowboys. feel like the Storm. I think you know we talk about bounce backs and things like. That. I think that the Storm are one club where a performance like that you think would actually result in some sort of bounce yeah, back. Exactly. I, th- I, I would expect it from them. Um, and, and yeah, sh- I equally wouldn't be the least bit surprised if the Sharks managed to jag this win either, but I have to favor the storm at home. Yeah. Agreed. Doggies take on the eels, the eels in crisis. Blake Wilson's out for the doggies. Ryan Sutton's out. Uh, Karaz comes into the wing and Patolo to the bench. Tavita Pangai Jr. goes from lock to front row. Harrison Edwards bench to lock the eel side. Okay. So uh, one of their big performers this year, Greg, is out. Joe Offerhangiawe's out. Moretti's out. RCG comes back in. Junior Paolo comes back in. Andrew Davey makes a return. And uh, Matt Dory moves from second row to bench. And... The team list I have here still has Dylan Brown. He has since been stood down. So who is playing 5-8 for them this week, Lenny? Um, that's an excellent question. Um, not Jacob Arthur. Um, Jacob Arthur, yeah. I looked again. Um, <laughs> I have no idea who's, fucking, who's uh, replacing him. I'm just trying to do a quick little search while... Tell me your thoughts about the game. Well, Dylan Brown is a big out. I think Moses is still good enough to steer them around the park. I don't know that they need to score a huge amount of points to get over the docks. Um, and just just a bit stronger through the forwards. Para. Um, Bulldogs definitely have the ascendancy um, in the hooking position. I think, you know, Josh Hodgson is is showing that he's definitely lost more of a step than than what we might have suspected. But I, I, I do have to lean towards Para. Just their, their starting front row um, in RCG and, and Junior Barlow is, um, is formidable. 
And then, you know, if they can get a platform set early, give Moses a bit of time and space, I think he can steer him around and overcome the the loss of Dylan Brown, um, given his indiscretion. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go para one to twelve. Yeah, I'm inclined. I'm, I'm inclined to see, even even without Brown, he does that. I mean, does it has a huge effect on 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 the Eels and the points they score, but they're just they're just a better football side mm. than the doggies, and I cannot for the fucking life of me find anything about who's replacing him. So I guess we'll find out. I don't think it even matters unless no. they're bringing back like Paul Carriage and sticking him in there or something. <laughs> Like, I don't know. Um, right, oh, that's it. That's the last game. Okay, so that brings us to the end of episode 520, Glennie. We are done. Me and you. Done. Just like it used to be. Just like it used to be, except it's only taken um, about an hour and three quarters instead of three hours. <laughs> Exactly. And instead of getting in my car and driving over an hour, I can shut this shit down and fall into bed. Walk walk a few steps and crash, which is exactly what I'm going to do because I am fucked. Oh, so thanks for listening, everybody. Um, of course, something I forgot to mention at the top of the show as well. I want to give a special shout out to a listener, two listeners, in fact, and can't name anyone involved here, but they'll know who I'm talking about. The year ten student who saw his teacher wearing a Twill Nation polo shirt to work the other day, and he commented and said, oh, you listen to This Week in League? I love it. Me and my dad listen to it. So shout out to you and your dad, sir. And if either of you want some great stories about your teacher or his twin brother, email me at business at thisweekinleague.com because <laughs> there are fucking plenty of them. That's it. Uh, thisweekinleague.com. Get all the links to social communities, Facebook and so on. Patreon, uh, hit us up there. Got some new patrons to uh, welcome this week as well. Just quickly, let me get uh, Brenton, uh, Ryan, and who else? Mark. Welcome, guys. Thanks for jumping on board. And um, yeah, some great new stuff coming up in uh, in uh, Patreon too. I did a bit of a uh, experimental video, food video yesterday. So I've got to edit that and chuck it nice. together. But yeah, that'll be going up on the Patreon for the boys and girls. And uh, yeah, more to come. And we're just about to um, do our, well, we're probably about a couple of weeks away from our second uh, merch drop for patrons for the year. So that's coming up as well. So I look forward to that. Um, I've figured out what uh, what the items are. So we'll talk about that after the show, Glenny. And that's it. If you've got nothing else to add, man. Shut it down. Thanks for listening, and uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. Special shout out to Dead Dad. Yeah, get well soon. Rest in peace. It's funny because in this social media text messaging world, you know, actually not actually speaking to him that much, and he's you know Mm. he sounds perfectly healthy over texts. <laughs> he says he's lost his voice, which would have lost made for the greatest episode ever if he was here. Yeah, so didn't you, have a voice. Yeah, so you, you know it could have been the greatest episode ever, but you just have to settle for the second greatest episode ever. <laughs> and anyway, we'll uh, we'll talk to you next week. All right, see ya.
Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.